Welcome to the Tag Your It Podcast. I'm Ray Ray, and uh, I'm joined in the studio with Josh Eakins and Brandon Dodd this evening. Dave uh, could not make it into the studio tonight, but we both talked. The show must go on, and uh, just one of those things. Dave, thank you for uh, just uh, four years uh, so far of the Tag Your It Podcast, and uh, being my co-host, and being my, like I guess, accountability buddy, and uh, just an awesome guy um, to do ministry with uh, through the Tag Your It Podcast, and making stuff like this possible and um you know so he dave is out with his family um, they just had some delayed and short uh, notice uh, family plans for christmas and all that stuff so he's not here in the studio but again we have these two wonderful gentlemen one you've seen before um you, you've heard him over the phone and then you've seen him in the studio live and then brandon dodd he's uh new to the studio anyway known him for a while as well but excited uh, to be here. yeah yeah we i'm glad to have you and host you um guys tonight so um tonight we're going to discuss uh, the god and government conference and all that kind of stuff um but uh first i just want to just uh, give it hand it over um i know that uh we've Already had you sort of introduce yourself, but how about both of you um, introduce yourselves again to everybody viewing on the show tonight? Well, I am Joshua Jenkins and one of the pastors at Hope Baptist here in Springfield. And my wife's name is Brittany. We have two little boys, and um, I think that's what I've said both times, and that is my life. So I'm glad to be back. Yes, we're glad to have you back. And Brandon. Uh, uh, same story, except <laughs> more, more kids. Different people. Right, different people and more kids, right? Um, yes, pastor at Hope, uh, husband to Kari, father to seven, and uh, that is literally my life. Yeah, so if yeah, I can just uh, keep all of that going, then... Yeah, all, those, all the kids will keep you busy and That's everything. Right. So, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, um, you know, so again, Hope Baptist Church is, uh, you know, they're the people going out in front of City Hall and singing psalms that we got to join. Um, I've been out there a few times with them, and I know Dave and I came out one night and shot a video. So if you guys hadn't seen that, um, check out the uh, Facebook page on that. You can see what happens down there. It's just a nice, peaceful singing, right? absolutely (laughs) for now yeah Yeah. (laughs) for now yes nobody's been hauled off yeah so so it's it's been good so far and uh that'll continue to happen um so keep on looking out well you know it'll always be on the tag your timeline and my personal facebook you know just trying to urge people to go down and uh sing psalms and christmas carols for christmas time anyway um but yeah because there's wonderful post mill christmas carols (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's a post millennial holiday. Yeah, that's right. So beautiful. That's why I love beautiful. It so much. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, we were we're gonna talk about these kind of things. And there's that you know that front video that we posted. That is something recently that just happened. Um, so we're not just talking about uh, face face psalms. 
right. anymore. Uh, right. I mean, <laughs> face palms. I mean, right. palm, the, the palmist. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so uh, it's very, uh, very uh, recent, and it's also a uh, Missouri thing because it's a representative in Washington, D.C. for a large amount of people in northern Missouri. So this person is representing them, and uh, he, if he's representing any sort of Christianity, um, I don't know what that where that Christianity came from. But anyway, I think we wanted to hit that on the show tonight. I wanted to hit it, and then whenever I messaged uh, Brandon, he was like, oh, I was wondering if we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. When, so, was, when was that? Oh, when, when did it happen? I, I, I was did it, not get the date on that. It was really recent. I, I thought it was just last night or yesterday, but... It was very recent. It was very recent. And so we won't worry about dates, but that's right. very yeah. recent. It's the opening recent. of the 117th yeah. um, Congress. So that's very recent because it's the new year and all that kind of stuff like that. So anyways, um, what we saw here, um, he's wearing a mask. He's praying and stuff. So the words get a little bit muddled here. And so let me bring up um, at least uh, what was said anyway. Um, but yeah, just a... Uh, while I bring that up, what's your reaction to that? Face palm. <laughs> uh, shock, right? I mean, that's yeah. really what it is, 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 is shock. You know, we were talking about it. Like it's, it, it really is uh, ground groundbreaking. You know, it's, it's something new for sure. The idea that uh, um, even the way that we do the formalities of opening Congress has to be woke. Is, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's a combination of our pluralistic society showing itself more and more with the wokeism. Mm -hmm. And it's a recipe for um, a good hearty laugh. And then, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to end well. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, here, here's what was said. Um, he, he was praying and I guess this was kind of in light of, uh, I guess they were talking about the language used whenever they're together, um, trying to make it more, you know, getting rid of like words like woman, man, and, and stuff like that. Um, when they're talking to each other, um, when they get together as a Congress and whatnot. And so here's, you know, he, he prays for um, peace and all that kind of stuff across the world and families and in the chamber. And he says, uh, we ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. So that clears it up <laughs> from the, the mask sort of blah, 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 that's going on there because, you know, I guess six feet isn't enough. Right. Yeah while you're in the chamber. So anyway, he's wearing a mask, he's praying with a mask on and we don't have to make fun of that anyway. Cause there's a whole lot more issues and everybody's sort of stuck on the, what he says, amen and a woman, a woman. Yeah. to close it out. And so if you, I don't know if you guys just noticed that I didn't even talk about that yet. And I right. hope you really caught onto something <laughs> prior to the amen and a woman, but everybody's attached to the amen and a woman. So, with that said, we're going to go into, we're going to continue this conversation, but we're going to kick off um, the fifth season of Tag Your Podcast in the Meme Studio. So 
anyway, yeah, so there's this, uh, in, in light of this, there's this uh, meme that went around in RefTunes. If you want good quality memes to actually share that actually have meaning, and I think we've talked about this before, thinking before you meme. Anyway, um, this is a place where you can get really solid memes to share that actually will be meaningful in conversation to get you really to the gospel and everything. Um, but this, uh, this meme has a uh, Calvin and Luther. And I got to bring this up here real quick. And uh, I'll have to do the, uh, the James White. <laughs> if you noticed, uh, if you listen to Jeff Durbin lately, he's doing it too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we've got uh, Calvin reading a newspaper that says House Democrats opening prayer ends with a man and a woman. And uh, again, uh, Calvin says it is not a gendered word. And then you've got Martin Luther on the other side saying, Mr. Politician, you are an excellent person as skillful, clever and versed in the Holy Scripture as a cow in a walnut tree or a sow on a harp. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. And then on, in the background is a, uh, a, a blackboard that says. Amen, amen, and it's an exclamation uttered at the end of a prayer or hymn, meaning "so be it." So, what do you guys know about the word "amen"? That <laughs> that's right. You know, I with the with the wokeism and stuff. People, what it is is, you know, one of my initial thoughts when I saw that video is this: this guy really hates God, and mm. these people they hate God so much that they despise the natural order in which God created men and women. And so because they're so filled with hatred of God, they see these creation things, things in creation everywhere, even when it's not there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's clouded this guy's understanding that amen is not, <laughs> as Calvin said, not a gendered, gendered word. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, that's how much they hate God is is you have to find ways to hate God that you know aren't yeah. even there. Yeah. Um, so I have to ask you though. So this guy isn't just a democratic representative for the I forgot which district anyway. I think it's district five. Somewhere in Kansas in, City. Area. Yeah, it's that kind of a big swath kind of in there. Um and following uh the seventy corridor a little ways. Um but anyway, he's not just a politician. He was actually a pastor of a United Methodist church in Kansas City, Missouri. And so you're saying he hates God, but he's a pastor. He was a pastor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he. I mean he was praying not to the Triune God right. or in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but he was praying to Brahma and yeah. uh, and the un the unknown God <laughs> so. and the unknown God. Um, yeah. Paul Paul would say he doesn't know God, right? So because yeah. Paul would want to educate him on the God that he's praying to. So yeah, and so there's. A much more bigger issue here. So I was kind of, I, I posted this meme up and I got somebody that's like, well, it's more like he was just playing a joke. You know, it's like, you know, they tell bad jokes in the chamber, <laughs> you know, it's to paraphrase yeah. the comment, the one comment I got on here, I guess, you know, I didn't get my swift other guy <laughs> to, to answer on this one. Uh, but anyway, it's like a joke. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second. No, no, this guy's a pastor or he was a pastor. He has, uh, I think from what I read, like a church of like 2000 people. So he's not just a small church pastor. It's not like we're dealing with some weird sect of like Westboro Baptist Church where it's like yeah. only like 50 
people going right. around doing all this hard work. No, he's got a lot of people that he's influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the website um, of the church, so now like he's resigned and he's handed over the reins to um, his son or whatever. And if you go to their website, um, the sjumkc.org, if you go over there and you go to their beliefs, you kind of have to get to, I'm new here. What are our beliefs? So a, a big, long list of links anyway. Um, he says that we believe that God created human beings in God's image. Um, we believe that human beings can choose to accept or reject a relationship with God. Uh, that's, there, there's, there's, there's some it's issues there. Yeah. That's pretty Methodist. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's yeah. Methodist, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we could hit that. But here's one thing that you should be very alarmed um, about this church that we wouldn't even agree with, which is a much bigger issue. It says, we believe that all humans need to be in a relationship with God in order to be fully human. What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't throw. I didn't. We didn't talk about this before uh, the yeah. show, but he says we believe that all humans need to be in a relationship with God in order to be fully human. So you're not yeah. a full human in rejection and rebellion to your Creator. You're yeah. you're non-being unless if you. So right. I mean, we're, there's 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 if if you're not fully human, then you're not human. Yeah. Right. You're subhuman. And yeah. so uh, uh, then that brings up questions about what it means to be made in the image of God and things like that. And, and maybe they're going for something, you know, it's, it's people will talk about how um, we're a broken reflection of God by virtue yeah. of being sinners. Uh, sometimes people will take that and talk about how um, Jesus was fully human and we're aspiring to that, but that's just, it's a, it's a category yeah. Error. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's definitely right. some issues if that's what they're saying in their church. Um, but they do believe in Christ, you know, um, and so it talks about that he um, existed. That, uh, the mission of the church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ, um, that the church is as the body of Christ is an extension of Christ's life and ministry in the world today. Um, they believe in the communion of the communion of the saints, a uh, community made up of all past, present and future disciples of Christ. So, I mean, they're talking about Christ, but if Christ, then where's Brahma? Right. That's that's the problem. So what you need to do is like, you know, the amen and a woman is definitely something to grab you. Right. But what does he say before? Yeah. It's actually worse. Right. And so the monotheistic God, Brahma, that's not a monotheistic God. That's a henotheistic God. So it's a supreme God in a higher. He's a hierarchy. That's not monotheism. And then he says. And, and all the other, it should be and, the other way around. Right. And then the least, other right? God that's been known by a whole bunch of different names through a whole bunch of different faiths. Yeah, and so it's it's all confused. But this is Romans one eighteen through thirty two. You know, you throw off the knowledge of God that you are that it is inescapable, and you are creation yourself. So you declare the glory of God in your own being, being created. Right. You're not separated from created things. You are created. And then you throw that off and you become darkened and foolish. And then people throw off the covenantal relationships between men and women. And they approve, not just, you know, they, they know that what they're doing is worthy of death and yet they approve, they approve it, it. Right. Yeah. Um, 
we're there. We're at the end of that. And so, you know, the, so this isn't a trivial thing. I know a lot of people, um, whenever we talk about these things, you know, you probably guys, you guys get it too. Why are you picking on a man and a woman? Right. <laughs> um, so, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big issue. And that's why I think is, this is definitely a good little icebreaker to what we're talking about um, well, tonight. It's uh, like, like Joshua said, it's foolishness is the word, right? It's just uh uh, that they've got a different ethic. They have to ascribe to that ethic. They have to submit and obey that ethic. And uh, um, it's nonsensical. It's illogical. So yeah, and and it plays in. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's it, it. That's what is the a man and a woman is the end of the whole. Yeah. Prayer. Uh, it's all illogical. It's all in service to this, this, this terrible uh, anti-Christian, anti-God mm-hmm. ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about those statements you were reading from the church belief statements. You know, they pro- they're professing this following of Christ and making disciples of Christ, but the obvious question to ask is, well, what Christ? Because um, in the Bible, Jesus made exclusive claims about himself, mm-hmm. you know, that no one comes to the Father except through me. And so if clearly from this guy's prayer, praying to the God who is known by all other different names and faiths and Brahma, he's not believing the Christ of the Bible who made exclusive claims. Therefore, it makes sense that he has no idea he he has no idea who god is and hates mm-hmm. him because you know in colossians it says that jesus christ is the in christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge yeah and the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and so this is this is the bad fruit of pluralism that mm-hmm. that has come from that's been affecting our the churches the liberal denominations and there it is yeah yeah and so just uh you know before we uh, move on from this i guess i want to let you know just kind of a little bit of research i've done uh encyclopedia.com has a little bit about him but um he wasn't going to go into ministry his father his grandfather and his father were both ministers. He wasn't going to go into the ministry. He was going to go into football. Um, he broke his leg. Um, that kind of got rid of the football thing. And then that's when he joined the ministry. And so this is all happening at the same time. Um, you know, everything is that's happening now is a fruit. It was what happened back in the 60s um, with the Black Panthers and the Civil Rights Movement, right? So he was involved then. So he's not a newbie to uh, the culture war um, to all this kind of stuff. He has been an activist. And so he actually was involved in a lot of political activism, um, during that time of the culture war. And so, um, there's a quote in here that is really, uh, scary to think about. Um, if I can find it again, it took me a, a second, but, uh, Oh, <laughs> but anyway, um, in here, uh, he, he it talks about like he didn't want to get into the ministry, but then after the football um, incident, he got into the ministry. Um, and here's here's a big issue. He wanted to get into politics. And here's a quote from him. He sa- it says, at one time, um, Cleaver's religious pursuits and his civil right activi- activities went hand in hand. And here's a quote from him. It says, time was then, time was when, if you... 
were black and aspired to political office, you almost had to be a preacher and use your church as a base of support. And so really just taking in a, a lot of his history, just in just little bites that we have, you know, there's need, there needs to be more research on this to present it well. But from just the little time that I had today to look at this, there, there's a lot of bad pieces here. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like he was an activist. And this is, again, pluralism, syncretism. And how can we figure out how to do the civil rights thing, appease these people over here with our language? Because, again, um, as we discussed before, whoever controls the language controls culture. That's what they're saying out there. Um, well, now we have a bunch of irrational people. Right. Yeah, and that's why words are important, and little things like this are important. Yeah. So if there's no objective truth, right? Then, yeah, then, then no mean. words matter, right? Yeah. Right. But then you're going to utilize them right. to project your agenda. So you know, like that's the thing is everybody can fall on their own sword um, because of relativism, because they're going to end up using some sort of dogma that they've propped up to then oppress. Right. But then again. You've got to alienate somebody. We're white, right? Evangelical, <laughs> cisgendered, whatever. It's, we're the we're patriarchy. We, right. right here in this room is there's, just. We, there's we so much nothing. evil here, man. <laughs> we exist, and we can say That's and do right. nothing. We yeah. we can even hold our breath for two minutes, and it's still in this room. <laughs> right. is full of evil. Right. And that's that's a problem. I I, I don't I don't think we're mischaracterizing it at all. Absolutely, um, no, absolutely not. That's yeah. the logical conclusions. And you can fight us on that. And we would love to have a conversation about that. Um, but anyway, that's, that's the sad reality. Somebody gets alienated in the world. There's no such thing as equality right now. Right. Well, and, and you know, one of the things you said earlier, Joshua, that is, is at the same time, um, words necessarily, uh, have meaning and, and, uh, we, we can try to change those meanings and that, creates implosion eventually and alienation all all along the way but even when they attempt to be woke or whatever and pray uh a man and a woman or a women yeah. uh like you said they've still alienated all the people who aren't traditionally gendered where where was yeah. the representation for somebody who who falls in the middle of the gender spectrum instead yeah. of defines you know defines themselves identifies as a man or a woman uh, yeah and so i mean it's just they can't they can't i remember who i was listening to talk about this you will never appease the woke god yeah. you mm -hmm. know he is an impossible god to please uh, yeah. no amount of no amount of of uh, self-flagellation uh, will will ever um, create reconciliation. Ever. Yeah, and the and the major thing is is this is done by Democrats and they're that I'm not trying to play political or the political identity game, but democracy. Yeah. What is that? What does that word mean? People are the gods. Exactly, and People so it's rush duty. Um, I've shared the quote on my timeline. I shared a a, a wonderful sermon from Jeff Durbin. Um, Watch those um, if you're friends with me or whatever. Um, those are great things, but it, it is like you'll find the God of the culture. You'll find the ultimate. And what is the ultimate in culture? And it is people. And you can't mm -hmm. please people. Right. And what is democracy? What is the demos? Yeah. So that's what you got to please. And if it's at just demos, then you again, you'll end up either like libertarian, like way libertarian, not, not Christian libertarian, but libertine. 
where yeah. you have incoherent uh, particulars, right? That's why the Libertarian Party can't do anything because they're <laughs> right. fighting each other. Because why? They have no right. unity, right? right? That's yeah. why Christian Libertarians have unity in the triune God. Or you have to go to the one, which is what? Tyrannical rule. Right, yeah. So, um, again, you have to have the triune God um, revealed through Jesus Christ who atoned for all the sin that we need, that we have the power. If we are in Christ, we can forgive one another. And we know that all those sins have been justly put on Christ and put to death. That's the only way we can. We've got a gospel, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Woke woke anything. There's no, there is no good news. Yeah. Pure legalism. Pure legalism. It's it's the new, uh, it's the new Roman Catholicism. Perpetual penance, and you can never know when you've paid enough. Absolutely, and you're always, you know, climbing up your knees to the steps. You, know, you can never climb enough. You're always paying more into the coffers. Um, but yep. yeah, because the the people, you're bringing it back to the demons. The the people can never be sad because people cannot uh, pay for the guilt. They cannot satisfy the payment for sin. Yeah, and so you're you're trying to pay for forgiveness that can't be bought yeah they yeah. can only be received yeah right. can't be people pleasers yeah. or you'll yeah. never find any sort of uh <laughs> you'll never find any sort of good end I mean, in that so we're we're insufficient gods anyway you know i think so, we've proven that right you know <laughs> nobody's happy right yeah. i mean nobody's happy in wokeism so yeah yeah like Yep. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, we did a really good, a good one on that. And so if there's any more discussion that you guys uh, have, send questions, whatever our way, um, you know, guys, I hope Baptist here in Springfield, love to have you love to talk to you as well. So it's not just tag you. There's a lot of us out there um, willing to have these conversations and to meet and to uh, see where you're at and see where you're struggling and give you the gospel and bring you into a community centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ. So anyway, we'll move on that from there. Uh, but uh, I mean, this is so integral to what we're talking about tonight. So um, just to uh, get the information out there, I've already had it on a few shows, but um, I'm going to put up the flyer anyway. Um, coming up on uh, Saturday, July or January 16th um, from 8 to a.m. to 3 p.m., um, we've got the God and Government Conference, a conference on Romans 13, hosted by uh, Hope Baptist Church. You know, they're, they're pastors there. And it's going to be hosted at um, FBC Battlefield. And so if you want to, um, if you look in the oh, uh, description or whatever of the video, I've got the link to the event and I've also got the RSP, RSVP link to where you can go in there because we're having breakfast, right? Yes. Yeah. And lunch. And lunch. And lunch. Yeah. So please yeah. RSVP. Let us know if you're coming. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the breakfast starts at eight. But obviously, if you want to get as much sleep as possible that Saturday morning, you don't have to be there for the breakfast. That's just if people want to get there, have more time to fellowship, connect, whatever. It'll just be coffee and donuts, yeah. banana or something. But then, yes, the lunch is what we really need numbers for. Okay. So, so yeah, you've got your you got your marching orders on that. RSVP, let us know um, that you're coming. But anyway, that's what I wanted to bring this, um, really bring this show on and the, the AMN thing, even though we took a long time on that, that was pertinent. <laughs> anyway, so uh, really, guys, uh, everything has a context. So what is the context of why, why are you putting on this conference now? Well, I, I think it definitely comes from the, the culmination of the events that happened this past year mm. with 
the government shutdowns, the government restrictions on gathering sizes, even specifically restricting churches. And um, the fact that the government made those things, made those demands, and the churches just complied, by and large. The vast majority of them just complied. And um, thankfully, we've seen, as time had went on in the year, more a few churches got bold and did stuff. But by and large, it was churches complied, and you know, we've I've had I've seen so many people either talking to me or just seeing hearing other people talk, just lay people, members of churches who are desperate, who are just longing to go and be at church this year, but their church was shut down, or they were longing to take the Lord's Supper, but the church wasn't doing the Lord's Supper, and all kinds of different stuff. And just it broke my heart in a lot of ways because Mm -hmm. as a pastor, you know, when when we were called to do this and signed up for it, it was it was a call to come and die and Mm -hmm. lay down our lives for God's people that he's put in our care, not to. I'm kind of rambling now, but not to withhold. But that's kind of the the mood of the year that that spurred this idea. We need to talk about this. Yeah. And we want we want to talk to other churches about it and other Christians. Absolutely, yeah. So that's kind of what it came out of that feeling. Yeah, the, the desperate need to spread the the word. What? How do you say it? The, the the only thing more abused than the only thing more abused than government power this past year has been Romans thirteen. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's the tagline. <laughs> right. uh, of because the the thing yeah. has been churches have said and pastors have said. Well, Romans 13 just tells us to submit to the governing authorities mm-hmm. so that we're just going to submit and do it. And that's the level of uh, exegesis you know, <laughs> so many people have given to it. Well, right. without considering anything else in the passage. Yeah, just and, hanging on. That's like the one word is submit. And, you know, I've had people talk to me about, yeah, it's just, I'm having a problem with just that. Like, you're supposed to submit to your governing authorities, and that's, again, where they leave it. So you have, like, you have uh, the adamant people, like, submit, and they're going to lead you and guide you into submission, you know, no more questioning. And then you've got other people that hang on it, and they're going, but does it mean that? Like, right. So you got some people, like, reaching out, like, Mm-hmm. What do I do? What is this word? Or what, is it, what does submission look like? You know, is there more to it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot more to it. We can go through it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since it's been so close, you know, I'll be like, we're having a conference on it. Right. <laughs> right. right. That, yeah. You know, so we, we can do this in community and we've got, uh, you know, more people involved, um, not just, you know, just novice uh, weirdos coming out of their basements going like, I'm tired of this, so I'm going to try to twist scripture and make it. No, no, no. We're we're trying to really get to what the word says because people are getting hurt. Right. So uh, how did you guys, uh, I know that you guys remained open. A lot of churches closed down and, uh, and stuff like, did you guys experience a lot of people that were from other churches coming in to hope just to have a place of physical um, worship? I mean, th- this whole year, that has happened. I mean, mm-hmm. all throughout the year, we've had. Oh, you, you guys, you guys are having church. Um, yeah, that's happened. Lots. You yeah. Know. Uh, you know, we we were su- surprised, even I think, a couple times at mm-hmm. the amount of people that came. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, the thing is, is uh, church is essential, and people need it. 
and its community. It's the word preach. There's means of grace. There's the uh, the ordinances. We're Baptists, I guess. <laughs> I use that that term, ordinance, sacraments. But that you know, those are those are means. Uh, there is the nature of the case of being together, not just communicating, but right. communion. Right. So um, there ha- that has to be there, and so people are seeking it. People get depressed. If they don't have it, like yeah. we, I mean, whenever you talk to um, the scientific atheists, oh, well, we're social creatures. Okay. Well, I agree. <laughs> so let's be social. Right. So yeah. if I can jump in here real quick, yeah. you got at it with the word communion, talking about yeah. church. And that's so important because I think, you know, a lot of churches, they've switched to an online stuff. And the thing that we've been trying to press home is that is not a legitimate substitute. The reason being is because when we come to church, we're not just observing someone giving a sermon or a talk. We're not just observing a band on the stage. But we are actually participating in a spiritual communion with one another and with with Christ. Yeah. In the ordinances, in in our gathering together. So it's not... So it's impossible to just watch it on a screen and have the same thing. You are legitimately missing communion that mm-hmm. we can't get any other way than in yeah. in that context. Yeah, understand that. So yeah, so we you know the tagline is like you said uh, Romans thirteen. It's the most misunderstood, misrepresented, twisted mm-hmm. text in that sense. But that is the tax the the tagline. So um, you know what seems to be up for debate in this passage. What is Romans 13, and what's up for debate? So, I'll just say, and you can get, go yeah, in more yeah, detail yeah, here, yeah. but uh, like I kind of mentioned a moment yeah. ago, most pastors or, or a lot of churches just say, well, it says submit, so we submit, without taking into account the rest of the passage, where it also, because what people do is they'll say, well, this is what the passage requires of us, supposedly, to just submit no matter what, or... Unless it's like they're putting a gun to your head and say, deny Christ. Well, then we don't have to. Yeah. But the passage is not just about restrictions or requirements on citizens, on people. Yeah. It also has requirements that it puts on the government itself. Mm-hmm. And that never gets talked about. And that's an important, that's really important in understanding what it means to submit. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the big things I think that will be talked about. Yeah, I just, I just want to invite people to think through... Uh, the 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 treatise that Paul has written, you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 one place where we find so much good content on government, and I just want people, I just want to invite people to think through Paul's life, uh, and, and the other apostles' lives, um, uh, when when they came up against government. I mean, they were respectful, um, they were peaceful, but they resisted. You know, mm-hmm. they resisted when, you know, when they said, stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They said, well, we will not be told by you when or where we will preach. Yeah. Uh, we will not, you, you, you just cannot do that. And, uh, and we refuse to listen to you respectfully. And they did it with smiles on their faces. I don't know, but I think <laughs> yeah. so. Um, and, not sarcasm, but right, right, no, no. No, I love you, right. but Cheer- cheerfulness. here's your place. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolute yeah. cheerfulness. And, uh. So, yeah, we, we want to invite people just to think through that, to think through the Bible as a whole, and then specifically, yes, Romans 13. Um, because if Romans 13 is, I mean, because there, there's a lot of different uh, thoughts about um, that chapter and, and those seven verses, maybe even we could say different approaches to how we look at it. But uh, 
if what it's doing is telling people, you know, obey your government or submit to your government, unless it's saying always, like even if they tell you to sin, even if they tell you to close down your churches, unless it's saying that, then it's qualified and we need to figure out what those qualifications are so that we can rightly obey God first and then and then if we need to men yeah and so you know like I said it, does it teach um, unlimited obedience right pa- yeah you know, it's called or, passive obedience it definitely does not yeah. teach um, passive obedience yeah and Absolutely so not. taking a little break there you got some giveaways right we do. I, I got, I got one in your hand. Yeah. I, I got I got a giveaway as a Christmas present for my wife. But yeah, we will have the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. You'll have that. You got that We've from got, Matthew. Yes, he has sent us a copy, and so he's aware of the conference, and he is happy we're doing it. Yeah, uh, he shares a lot of these same things we're going to be talking about. These same convictions and wonderful book he's written. Have you read this yet? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it's, like yeah. it's there's there, there's some really good history in there. So you get you get like John Knox, um, the Magdenburg Confession, great. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of good history. This is a primer, so this is yeah. going to give you the full thing. Um, but you know, the end, the the appendixes are killer too. So. And this is important to understand too is that um, the views we're going to be teaching on Romans thirteen are not anything novel at all. Right. It is there is a rich tradition of church history that have held to these things, that have practiced the doctrine of lesser magistrates, and we just need to return to what our fathers practiced. Again, it's, so yeah, so we, it's, it's the simple reformanda. So yeah. you know things get haywire and, and whatnot, and then we need to get corrected back. Um, the scripture being the objective standard Absolutely. by which um, to go. So that's what we're saying. So it's nothing esoteric. We're not uh, you know theosophist. We're not just sitting here just thinking all day and just going. <laughs> how can I? How can we change things? Because I don't want to be stoic and with the status quo. I want to change things to change right. things. It's like no, we're actually going back. And you know, people go like, "Well, we're going back to the dark ages." It's like, hey, if we have to go back to the dark ages to end up getting humbled to follow the God, dark ages were very bright. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's what they say. And it's like, hey, right. if that humbles people, right, and leads us back to God, then right. I say bring them on because you know where we are now is actually. We've got senator or the Congress ages. people praying to Brahma and all the other gods known by different names. It's pretty, pretty dark. It's pretty and, dark. And, and, yeah. and woman, you and, know. And promoting the murder of children in the womb and yeah. in, in sodomy. It, it's pretty yeah. dark right now. Yeah, it's just yeah. clinicalized. We've, you know, like yeah. Jerusalem or Israel had blood flowing all day and they saw death and they smelled death. Right. And we've put it all away and we think we're so stinking clean and so... Right. Lysol doesn't change how sinful and dark yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's why, you know, this uh, is important. So um, to help settle the matter, um, who will be speaking at this conference? Here so, <laughs> I, yeah, I'll be speaking first on, so the, the, the angle that I'm going to take on Romans 13 is just emphasizing the fact that Roman, one of the the fundamental requirement that Romans 13 puts on governments is that it belongs to God. They're God's mm-hmm. ministers. And so that's basic, the basic idea I'm going to be going off of. Then, of course, Brandon will be preaching on what roles does Romans 13 give to the government. What, you know, um, I don't know if you want to say yeah, anything well, else on that. Yeah, I'm hoping to answer three basic questions. What's our role? 
Uh, when in any government we find ourselves in, what does Romans 13 teach about the role of uh, the proper role of the civil magistrate? And then um, also what, what's the scope of their authority? Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's another thing that's hugely important is, is does the Bible give us anything to, to say what limits are placed on, on authority? Yeah, and so, I mean, so you're saying like this doctrine, again, I think I've already said on the show, but you guys would agree um, to understand this doctrine is loving neighbor. Yeah. For one is loving God and loving neighbor. So two co-equal commands, I keep, I've got to stress that um, it's totally right after this year is exposed that. Right. Love neighbor, love Rose neighbor. 13, okay, love uh, God. Romans 13 God. says something about loving yeah. neighbor. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's in there. Funny, so it's funny that's there. Yeah, so understanding this passage and coming to this conference will help you. And again, it's free. So it's not like we're trying to promote to build a kingdom of money or anything. You know, we're trying to be like Paul, everybody that's involved, um, you know, Dave and I included, we're not getting paid for it. We're doing it because, Hey, this is stinking awesome. And we support each other, right? We believe we want to get this out and I want to work with these guys, um, to further it, you know, and, uh, and so we, even if they have a right, we'll lay it down, right, to get the word out, to get the gospel out, to love neighbor. And I know that Wilson said it, Durbin said it, I've said it too. I agree that, um, you know, being jealous for somebody's freedom, for their liberties, is loving neighbor. God Absolutely. loves freedom. God gives freedom. We enslave ourselves. And so that's that's why this is important. So we have that, and then we've also um, got uh, Josh Eaton. So, right? Yeah, Josh yeah. Eaton is a pastor in Caney, Kansas, Cross Point uh, Cross Point Baptist Church. I've known him for several years now. Uh, actually, I've known him since I was a kid, really. <laughs> but uh, he's just a, he's a fantastic preacher, faithful pastor. I think he's been there like fourteen years at the same church. Hmm. He's faithfully laboring away, and they've been strong this whole year in just being faithful to do what God's called them to do and meet together and preach and have church. And he's going to be talking specifically on the issue of abortion and Mm. applying, because in Romans 13, there's a sword that's given to the government. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to be applying the sword of Romans 13 to this issue of abortion and how we should understand that. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be really powerful. Austin Peterson, if you're watching this, <laughs> please come to the conference. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, Austin. Uh, we've met before. If you are watching, but... <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then the our 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 final speaker uh, after lunch will be uh, Mike Moon, who just got elected in the last election as mm. to the state senate. He's been in the House, the state House of Missouri, for several years, but he has been just a faithful Christian. Within the legislature, he was the guy, I know we've talked about before, who was behind the abolition of abortion bill last year that uh, no one else came to help support uh, in terms of Congress people. And uh, so he's going to be there. He's done a lot of other specifically Christian things during his time in office. And so Mm -hmm. uh, um, he's going to be there talking about his principles or tactics or real-life practical ways that he has honored Christ within the legislature of Missouri. And uh, hopefully, yeah. we'll I'm so have excited. some stuff for <laughs> yeah. how we can help his causes Absolutely. too. So. Yeah, because I mean, you'll read it 
in that uh, little uh, lesser magistrate book is um, our job as the people being represented. So, you know, we, there's no, like what, what is guarded against in scripture is personal retribution. That's where you can apply um, the turn your other cheek, walk the extra miles whenever you are accosted by say a police officer. Right. But what we need to do is rally, we need to find these people. We need to find the Mike Moons out there. Absolutely. We need to contact them, say, we're praying for you. We love you. And we will rally behind you. And people are going to find you foolish. People are going to degrade you um, where you sit and for what you say and what you do. And we will come to your rescue. We will love yeah. you. We will support you. And that is our job. We're to vote them. And then that we don't just like go, oh, I did my thing. I got this guy. He'll represent. No, no. Support them. That's the problem that we have in this country. It's like we leave the job to professionals. We do it in churches, too. You know, the pastor is the one that knows about the Bible. I just sit back and listen. And yeah. no, that's not the Great Commission at all. That's not making disciples. Um, so everything we've done is passive. So we need to find these guys and do it. And so you can come to the conference and meet Mike Moon, which is representing Missouri. Right. And I get what he's over. What di- district? Don't know. <laughs> we need, we need Somewhere to in South Cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Right here, yeah. Cut it. Hey, we're learning along with you. Right. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we can remain humble. We're all learning. Yeah. And so this is stuff that, you know, in the past, I'm, I'm sure none of us held on to this at some point in our lives. And we've had to grow and learn and accept what we fought and stuff. So I'm not coming from a state of perfection. Like, look at me, do No, I've been charged for that. Um, but that's not it at all. It's just whenever you finally understand truth, um, it might take you a long time, but once you hear it, you go, you do just don't wait any longer. You go and do. And so that's what this conference is um, really hopefully will do to us is put a fire underneath us. And that gives us a community of people to come together and to know and to support and then come together and support each other and figure out where to keep on going. You know, um, God's going to lead. We know in the end, right? Christ has the victory. All knee, every knee will bow down and, and say that he is Lord. Um, you know, the, the mountain, like, I don't know, just, I can go on a post mill rant. Cause like, it's beautiful gospel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, everything's already won. Um, but we are means that God is using to get there. So, uh, meet some means, um, that we have at our disposal, um, uh, now and, and go and support them, um, in that. So, um, so will there be an opportunity, um, for a dialogue with these speakers? So I think that's, that's the big thing is, so we're, we're bringing, um, some, you know, your guys' study and what you've been through to get there to speak. And then we got Mike Moon and all that. Like, uh, is there any sort of way that we have people that are coming in to dialogue, to ask questions? What are we going to do? It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, y- yes. So, Tag Your It Podcast will be <laughs> moderating the final uh the final what event you know Discussion. section yeah of, of the of the whole conference where we get we get to sit down uh with mike moon even mm-hmm. and uh and, and talk um and just do a panel discussion you guys get to moderate it which i'm very very excited about um and then yes the goal is to have uh, like we were talking about before the goal is to have the ability for those who are at the conference to be able to um write questions down, have questions answered um, f- for us to be able to figure out, you know, yeah, what, 
what what landed, what didn't, what do we need to clarify on or, or expand on or what other things might we want to talk about. So yeah. I'm very, very excited for that time. Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, during that time, we'll have we'll, we'll go out and get a bunch of index cards. We'll have pins out throughout the day, write questions. We'll have a box, throw it in there, and then Dave and I will uh, – pull them out and uh, categorize them and uh, just see where you guys are so we can represent you hey, there <laughs> and we can keep order. Wow. Very uh, theonomic. <laughs> and, and just make sure, you know, that, w- that information can get there. Um, you know, uh, we care like this whole event cares about the people coming to it um, because I mean, we're people that needed to hear this stuff too. And now we just got to take action. And so we can do as much talking as we can, but hopefully this uh, leads to the, the action part. So, so again, just to kind of rehash, you know, why would you say that, you know, let's, let's talk to the 85 year old 1963 Baptist faith and message pew sitting person. Why is it important for them to come to this conference? For that type of person, I think the reality, they've been in America that for a long time still had the memories of, of Christendom and we're on the verge of a collapse of America as we know it and the West as we know it. And things are not going to be the good old, the good old days. Yeah. Things are good. God is shaking things up. And, and so we need to be prepared to know and have the answers because we do have the answers on what does God require of government? What does God require of us? Mm-hmm. We have those answers. We need to be ready for them because uh, things are not going to be the same. Yeah. Things are changing in the world. Yeah. So and yeah, you know, we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. We watched it. Yeah, and like you know, it's like, it's not just them. Like you know, how about the kids? You know, like mm-hmm. so you know, I know that a lot of things for a lot of people go over people's heads, and we don't want to give off any sort of we're superior to you. We've got some special knowledge. We all have access to this, and it's all our ethical rebellion um, fighting against the truth. So you know, like if we read the Bible and it hurts us, that's should be good, um, but it can be bad if you hurt and run away and say no, uh, right? So you know, even for young kids, why is it important for like kids and and all these other folks to to come? I mean, my my hope would be just that people would would uh, would want to understand uh, what what their role is again mm-hmm. toward toward their leaders. Um, mm-hmm. They'd want to to be able to gain more insights into to how they ought to behave because I mean twenty twenty especially was it was many many things but it was confusing you know people mm-hmm. don't people don't know what to do when when the 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 law says stop going to church don't sing at church or uh, even pastors didn't know what to do pastors had never thought through these things before so i, I hope that that 2020 has has created a desire in people to know what to do mm-hmm. um but then also i would just say um if we're called to disciple nations mm-hmm. we're, then we're called to disciple america you know because we're a nation yeah and and um that means we're called to disciple our leaders and and so I would I would hope that people would want to come in order to to better be able to dialogue with and and talk to their leaders. Um, yeah, you know we get lots of people get to talk, uh, and, and a lot of our leaders want to listen. I, I don't know that they want to hear what we have to say, but they're willing to mm-hmm. to grant us an audience or whatever. And and those are beautiful times when you can 
uh, be able to actually talk to and dialogue with your leaders. Yeah. And this is, you know, just a, again, just to put out there, you know, I talked to like Bob Dixon for like an hour and a half on the phone once. Yeah. That's, you know, because of all this stuff. And I was like, dude, you can't take people's jobs, you know? So I was going like, you can't do that. And then we realized that, you know, like, you know, he, he he's a, he's a Baptist and all that kind of stuff. And I called him out. I'm like, well, we, so we share a same worldview here, right. then sir, why are you being inconsistent with it? You know, so right. we can have tough, peaceful con- conversations. Um, but the thing is he, I, I called his office, left a voicemail. He called me from his cell phone, told me to keep his cell phone number, told me to call him on his cell phone if I needed to. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, they do want to hear, they will talk if you're not just a, um, why are you making me wear a face diaper? You know, like, don't, no. <laughs> Same kind of thing we talked about when you talk to Mormons, you don't go, what about that special underwear folks? And no, no, no. Guess what? They're people. Even if they're without Christ, they are made in the image of God. There are people there in rebellion. They're not stupid. They still got their intellect. It's damaged. Yes. But ethically damaged and twisted. Mm-hmm. So they're people treat them as people. That's this whole issue is that they're, they're, cre- they're crying for identity. Give them their identity, right? They'll still hate you. They'll find it foolish, but that's all we're called to do. Absolutely. Give them their identity going and, and treat them as what you believe they are because you know, they are that from God who has told you who they are. So, um, you know, so get involved with these uh, and, and call and, you know, and love them. Pray, pray for them. Call them on the phone. Pray for them. See right. what that, what happens there. You know, there's, there's a lot of cool things we can do um, that will hopefully will get discussed at the, uh, you know, at the conference and everything. So, you know, just uh, the last kind of question I just want to ask before uh, uh, we end this one tonight. Um, but what would you like to see in the wake of a conference like this? I mean, it's a small, like, you know, it's, it's nothing like we're kind of, I don't know if you guys, I hope you guys don't think it's like going to this be this huge thing. We hope, right. You guys hope it's right, this like yeah. stinking huge right. thing that happens and, and covers Springfield and everybody comes out and they're thirsty. That'd be awesome. Right. But to be realist, you know, it's not going to be like this major um, Southern Baptist convention turnout and, <laughs> and, you know, kind of a thing. But, um, you know, even if it's just a small, quaint, quiet get together with the speakers that we do have and the people who who do come out, what would you want to see? We want to see that Jesus Christ gets the crown rights that are, are his. Mm-hmm. And, and because Jesus, you know, has all authority on heaven and on earth in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. And right now in so many ways in our country, in our state in Springfield, he's not being honored. They're not, people are not legislating according to his standards and citizens are not submitting to Christ as well. And if we don't submit to Christ in our own personal lives, then we will be slaves, whether mm-hmm. it's a government or our own sin. And so we want Christ to be honored because we want people to be free. Mm. And so that's what I think the ultimate hope is. That's kind of a big Generic yeah, ultimacy thing, but we want people to be free because they're submitting to Christ, which yeah. is where true freedom is. Yeah, yeah. To come to come away with a, a, a desire for theocracy right? <laughs> yeah. um, would be would be yeah. and a real immediate practical but thing is not that being a Christian nationalist. 
Right. <laughs> we're not Christian nationalists. Right. Okay? I'm gonna, we're going to define what we mean yes. by theocracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately and practically, if Joe Biden does end up going into office and he has a federal lockdown, we want to see all the churches just keep meeting. Absolutely. Yeah, stay that, open. that would be awesome is that we, we've got to. It's something like, I mean, it's just so because we feel like it's trivial because like we never we go, well, we'll always oppo- oppose a government that goes against God. But then when it happens, it's always by some like trivial thing, or at least what is viewed as trivial. Well, uh, you know, it's it's for health reasons. And it's right. just like and, and yeah. again, I don't I, I just was sarcastic. <laughs> I, I get it. But, you know, that's we 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 never know how like what it's going to be used. Right. So we never prepare for what is the issue that would say, Hey, we've got to close you down. Right. And so with the, with the, with COVID-19, right. They were able to. And so. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was, it was shockingly uh, sad, you know, that, Mm. that so many people, and like I said, I think it was so many people were just completely unprepared for having to walk through um, the the possibility of the government just qu- completely overstepping and saying no, you will not preach to people in pews on Sundays. I will tell you when and where you can't preach the gospel. Yeah. Um, and and uh, um, it was it was surprising and um, and probably shocking to to pastors all over America. It was it was probably shocking to them as they were like, well, what do we do? Yeah. And uh, and and then. Uh, it just shined this huge spotlight on American evangelicalism mm-hmm. that we don't know what the Bible says Baby. in Romans 13. We yeah. Don't, so. yeah. And so, you know, so it's one of those things that we don't have to then come out of fear of being laughed at. Oh, well, you did this before. Why aren't you doing it now? Which is the opportunity. Oh, we get to repent. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We get to repent. Our God allows us to repent. Yeah. And yep. gives us time and to repent and loves a repentant, humbled, contrite heart. Um, you guys don't, but good thing you're not God. And so we're going to meet, right? <laughs> you know, right. uh, but here's why. And, and so, again, that's how we can disciple nations, how we can disciple culture and, and get back into it and be, you know, have Christ be the culture again. But it takes these little baby steps and it's usually painful. Yeah, um, yeah. getting there but you know i like to use the illustration i'm like so whenever um you know you have the israelites working in egypt and they're working hard pharaoh comes down on them harder and uh, god comes down and says tell tell pharaoh um, to let my people go and to go a three days journey out and come and worship me and moses does that to pharaoh he says it to pharaoh and he's like pharaoh's like no did moses go well god uh can we just do it here Right. No, no, God was going to get what he wants. So if God right. says that we get together and we commune together, that's what we do. That's what we do. Right? That's mm-hmm. simple fact. Right. And it doesn't, you know, you, you, you spoke to this, it doesn't have to be dramatic. Yeah. The matter, you know, Christian living, radical Christian living is just normal. Yeah. Why it's just living do? your normal life with, with the, the ethics of, of Christ. Yeah. So. You tell the gospel to the world, but you don't have to tell the world that you're meeting. Like you just right. show up and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not being deceptive. It's just I'm living in freedom and doing what I want. Why do you need to know right. that I'm going into a building to pray and sing and to have communion and to baptize people and to preach, you know, like to encourage each other in the gospel, to rebuke each other, you know, and right. forgive one another? Like, right. why does I, the world need to know that? 
I was, oh, it's because faulty missiology. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was unconcerned in yeah. 2019 what the government thought of whether or not I made. And I'm, I, I was unconcerned in 2020. For the most part, we were a little more concerned. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like, but, but I'm vowing to be even less yeah, concerned guys, in 2021. You guys do, you guys do <laughs> as, you know, as covenant-loving people, believe in science, right? Right. And you guys can ground why we can do science, right? And so, you know, like, you know, even Doug Wilson has, has, has made that point. Like, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, his church even, like, we don't know what's going on. We want to make sure that if this is as bad as they're saying, we need to check in on it. Yeah. But not, he wasn't passive in that. Like right. he went, okay, I'm going to take these two weeks. We'll do some other things. And I'm going to be as a leader of my people, I'm going to read the abstracts. I'm going to right. see what's going So he was being a leader and then goes, comes back out of it going, we're going to meet because <laughs> right. yeah, things are skewed. And so, and we had the right to meet anyway, but he was respectful right. of society and the government and stuff like that to at least pause. We can, we can pause and be scientific and, and stuff like that. Right. And yeah, so, we, we be careful. We can be understanding of the times. Yeah. yeah. But Wise. at the end of the day, truth is truth and falsity is falsity and God is truth. He has said something and we got, you know, we got to do it. So um, please, again, um, just uh, go to those links underneath uh, in the description and everything. It'll be on the podcast in the description. All those links will be available. Um, and you can, again, go to the event page, Mark Interested, Mark Going. Um, if you're definitely going, go to the RSVP link and s- say that you're coming so we can do food. But, yeah, it looks like you have something One to say. One other thing you want to be sure to do if you're coming to the conference, we will be singing psalms and some other hymns that people know. But we're specifically singing several different psalms on purpose because I think one of the reasons we've gotten to where we are today, where we don't have a good theology of what God requires of the government, is because we don't sing the psalms anymore. Mm. And the psalms have a lot to say about what what what's required of, of rulers of the earth and what God's mission in the world is. And so we're and and so in a lot of ways, too, I wrote an article about, about this. You can look it up if you go to those pages. But the Psalms are, a lot of them, war songs against tyrants. Mm. They are imprecatory singing yeah. against tyrants. And so we're going to be doing that. And so we've recorded uh, we've recorded some of our people singing the Psalms, because you've probably never heard the tune or the psalm sung like we're going to do it before. So you can go on our website on the conference page or whatever and listen to them so you can get used to them so you're not so you have an idea so you can sing them with us when you yeah, yeah. learn them and, and and come sing with us yeah yeah and, so. and yeah here's where you can train get trained to then go Today, to city yeah, hall. go to city hall that's right <laughs> and join us because like you know just yeah. just think about it guys if we had well i mean if every professing christian showed up on the grounds and filled the streets of Springfield, Missouri, in front of City Hall, right. and was singing the doxology. If that's all we did, I don't know, man. That'd be a good way. The to walls go. might literally shake. Yeah, yeah, right. The walls um, might start coming down. Hey, Jericho. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was part of God's promise. We yeah. <laughs> God hasn't promised that yeah. um, explicitly okay. to us. But if it happened, it would be all of God. <laughs> but that would be awesome. So, but even if it was, you know, I think the first night that I went, it was like thirty. Yeah, 
40, yeah. I don't know. It's first time big, was like 80. Yeah, 80? Yeah. 80. Wow, I just, yeah, it was a big yeah, group. We, it sort of dwindled with yeah. the temperature. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> we had, you know, we had, we had more during Christmas. Yeah, when, we did. Cool. Yeah, people came out for that. Good. Yeah. So, so, you know. Close to 50. That, cool. That day, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. But, yeah, guys, if you hear that, like, please come out. And it's just 30 minutes of singing songs and, and our psalms and uh, definitely praying and, and showing them that, we do respect. We're being peaceful. Um, if they want to come out and listen to Jesus, that's awesome, you know. And uh, then hopefully produce a dialogue between the people that are singing and the leadership. And they can be like, "Why are you out here all the time?" And like, the consistency is key. Numbers are key. And uh, really, at the same time, I mean, we're worshiping Jesus together ecumenically, you know. So right. <laughs> you know, there's there's so much uh, that can be said in one small tiny event of people singing um so yeah take take that and uh please uh come out and even do that so there's a lot of cool things coming up for 2021 this being one of them the psalm sings i'm sure um other things will come up and uh we'll get that going but uh guys thank you for uh being part of the live cast and uh, everybody that downloads this podcast thank you if you could just give us a like a share a review um just whatever platform you're using um that'd be much helpful and appreciated um but thank you guys again for five or four years and going on to another year um, of supporting us and just listening and us being a part of your lives for an hour at a time. Um, But yeah, so with that said, I will end this awesome first podcast of 2021. And wait, you've never done this before. No. Okay. Well, is there there a ritual? Is there a ritual? ritual. You'll be, I'll be solely, you'll be Dale, you'll be Gloria. All right. Okay. So, with that said, I'm Ta- this is the Tag Your It Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Joshua. And I'm Brandon. And Sully. Dale. Gloria. Gloria. Oh, wait. Why oh, did I do did that? I, did I mess up? No. No, that's usually okay. my part. Okay. Sully. Dale. Gloria. Gloria.